say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, this week we are going to be talking about classic roadside attractions. You know, the uh, essence of the road trip, if you will. Quirky, oddball places that you always remember as a kid. Childhood memories are made. And uh, places that instill a lifelong fascination for the road trip. So, we're grateful for having... uh, Joe and the Woody and the boys of the road crew, roadcrew66.com, for our theme song. Some great road trip inspiring tunes by those boys. Uh, we're going to start off this morning. We'll be talking about Wall Drug, Rock City. And then uh, on Wednesday morning's program, we're going to be talking about uh, Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. And then we'll uh, talk about some of the others, the places that aren't so much attractions, but they became roadside staples, places like Howard Johnson and, and McDonald's. And of course, before we rack up, wrap up this morning's program, we'll give you the next clue in our contest. And uh, the winner will receive a autographed copy of my latest book, Here We Are on Route 66. Uh, the clues are in the form of letters, and your job is to figure out the name of the business and in what community, Route 66 community, that business is located in. We started giving clues on March 25th. We'll be giving clues with every program. Wake up with Jim, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then, of course, Sunday morning, coffee with Jim. Okay, with that said, the South Dakota Badlands in the early 1930s hadn't changed much since that was the uh, western frontier. The roads were in large part nothing more than, well, in dusty, muddy, and snow-covered trails. In the summer, the sun often created shimmering mirages on the horizon. Winter winds whipped up snow that brought, brought visibility to zero. Wall, South Dakota, was a small town with fewer than 350 souls. It was a speck in the vast prairie. When Ted Houston A pharmacist and his wife, Dorothy, bought the only drugstore in town in December of 1931. At the time, many farmers had left the area because of a drought and bitter winter winds didn't make life in Wall more hospitable to newcomers. Business reflected the poor weather conditions, but Ted decided to give himself five years to make the drugstore profitable. By the summer of 1936, nearing their fifth anniversary in business in Wall, The family had a new member, and even though the Houstons weren't starving, the business continued to be stagnant. Then came a fortuitous afternoon where stifling heat and the noise of traffic on nearby Route 16A made it impossible for Dorothy to rest. After numerous attempts to nap, Dorothy went to Ted with an idea. As she saw it, the travelers on the nearby highway wanted a break from the dust of the road and something cold to drink more than anything else. So why not put up some catchy signs 
similar to those used by Burma Shave, and simply offer free ice water. Well, over the next few days, Ted made up some signs, and, well, he went out to the highway and he set them up. By the time he got back to the store, Dorothy was already serving many customers in search of the promised respite from the dust and heat. The rest of the day sped by as they poured gallons of water and made and sold ice cream cones at the fountain, provided directions, and gave the cash register bill a workout. Throughout that summer, business continued to grow. By the close of the following summer, it had become necessary to hire eight local girls to meet the needs of the business. The signs, like the Rock City Barn slogans, began to spread far and wide, including to the military theaters of operations throughout the world. And then Lady Bird Johnson's well-intentioned drive to clean up the roadside of America began. The campaign was manifested in the America the Beautiful initiative, and its cornerstone was the Highway Beautification Act, launched in January 1965. The plan brought the age of signage to an abrupt end. <clears throat> However, the demise of the famous signs was not enough to eclipse the legendary status of Wall Drug. Today, the expanded store has uh, a cornerstone of Wall and under the guidance of the founder's son, Bill, well, it's still a welcome respite for weary travelers crossing the prairie. The store often draws 20,000 visitors on a single day, and it's now the largest employer in the town of Wall. And you know, another great attraction, and I have some childhood memories of this myself. Uh, we used to go down and visit folks in... Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and, and up around Sand Mountain, up Pisgah, Alabama. Rock City. This has got to be one of the quintessential classic roadside attractions. See Rock City. You know, there was a time not so long ago when this message could be found in blazons on countless barns throughout the southeast. As far west as Oklahoma and as far north as Michigan. This, as well as slogans such as C7 States from Rock City and the world's eighth wonder, were as much a part of drive through the land of Dixie as RC Cola, Moon Pies, and sweltering summer evenings thick with the scent of magnolia blossoms. It was one of the most successful and simplistic advertising campaigns ever devised. Simply select a barn facing toward a heavily traveled road and offer the owner a monthly sum for the use of the wall or roof for the slogan, plus the promise of repainting the entire barn on a regular basis. A similar idea had worked quite well for the Chattanooga Medicine Company in the late 1890s, and there was no reason to expect different outcome in the modern era. In time, the slogan, Sea Rock City, became better known than the attraction itself. And during World War II, it appeared on everything from helmets and tanks to ammunition crates and jeeps. In Korea and Vietnam, the tradition continued. And a PX near Saigon sported a sign that read, Only 13,000 miles to Lookout Mountain and Rock City. Today, the barns have for the most part vanished from the roadside 
and only postcards and photographs remained to mark their passing. But Rock City itself, located high atop Lookout Mountain in extreme northern Georgia, is alive and well as a near-perfect time capsule from an era when cars made their way on small winding highways from coast to coast. However, the wonder-inspiring stone pinnacles sheltering shaded avenues and the breathtaking vistas was attracting visitors long before the advent of the automobile. In 1832, a Christian missionary to the Cherokee Indians, a fellow named David Buttrick, he was fascinated by the mountain citadel where immense boulders were arranged in such a way as to offer streets and lanes. During the American Civil War, the mountain summit was the scene of intense fighting. Both sides fought to control it because it overlooked the extensive network of river and railroad traffic just below. By the dawn of the 20th century, Lookout Mountain had become a refuge for those seeking respite from the cloying heat of the Tennessee River Valley in the months of summer. As a result, fine homes soon dotted the lush mountainsides. In 1924, Garnet Carter, an entrepreneur whose family had moved into the mountain when he was 11 years old, began construction of an exclusive residential subdivision next to the Rock Gardens near the mountain summit to capitalize on its popularity. Now his wife, Frida, she had a deep fascination for German fairy tales as well as European folklore. And since the stone gardens had long been associated with stories of goblins, well, it seemed natural to christen the project Fairyland. Names such as Peter Pan Lane were selected to fit the theme, and even the businesses received fanciful names such as Fairyland Gas Station. While Carter focused his attention on the project at hand, his wife turned hers toward transforming the Rock City into a storybook dream brought to life, the ultimate rock garden. With balls of twine, she began to lay out trails through the formations to the giant outcropping known as Lover's Leap. She gathered and planted wildflowers as well as other native plants. Statues of gnomes and other figures from folklore were imported from Germany and other European countries and placed in carefully cho chosen locations. The hard economic times of the Great Depression brought the Fairyland housing project to a near standstill. So, Garnet Carter turned his attention to the promotion and development of his wife's award-winning mountaintop rock garden that opened to the public on May 21, 1932. Initially, the paying customers who came to see the mountaintop wonderland were few in number. Then, in 1935, the now-famous barn painting advertisement campaign began. And by the mid-1960s, more than 1,000 barns in 19 states were adorned with Rock City slogans, and the attraction was welcomed tens of thousands of visitors annually. Today, Rock City's scenic trails lead through beautiful gardens to awe-inspiring vistas, past thundering waterfalls, and among rock formations with whimsical names like Fat Man Squeeze and Goblin's Underpass, just as they have for more than half a century. The caverns filled with gnomes, goblins, elves, and forest creatures still delight children of all ages, just as they have since the gardens opened in 1932. You know, I have, uh, like I say, some real fond memories of Rock City. And uh, about 20 years ago, I had the opportunity, I had business in Chattanooga and uh, took my son with me. And uh, 
I introduced him to Rock City. And it was quite a blast from the past. But it's places like Rock City and Wall Drug that played such a part in uh, my passionate love affair for the Great American Road Trip. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Judging by the popularity of these attractions, it's quite obvious that lots of folks have fond memories. Now, with that said, today's clue is the letter N. Our first clue was given on March 25th, and then another clue on with Coffee with Jim on Sunday, the 27th. And today, the letter N. First person to uh, decipher this, the name of the Route 66 business and in what community it's located in, receives an autographed copy of my latest book. Here we are on Route 66. Uh, Wednesday morning, I hope you can join us. Uh, wake up with Jim, 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. We will be talking about a modern attraction that uh, is a quintessential American throwback to the glory days of the Great American Road Trip in the 1950s. Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. It's going to be a great story, and uh, it's a quirky, fun Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll save that story for Wednesday morning. Hey, uh, I want to give a shout-out to some of our great uh, sponsor this morning, which is uh, Route Trip USA. If you're planning a, a road trip holiday in the U.S. or Canada, uh, this these are the folks to contact. You can find information on our website, jimhinklesamerica.com. But like us, you know, they taste the enchiladas, they test the pillows, and... Uh, they make sure that you're going to have a memorable, unforgettable, trouble-free holiday on the back roads of America or Canada. My friends, thank you for joining us this morning. Till we meet again. Adios, mi amigos. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Don't forget, today's clue is the letter N. Take a listen to our March 25th program and Coffee with Jim for the other clues. Take care, my friends.